Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Well, welcome back to Take Your Lead Podcast. So glad that you've joined us and that you're part of a community of leaders who are intentional about their growth. In the recent podcast episode, we had an amazing guest, Sabel on Demand. I don't know about you, but I really encourage you to pause if you missed last week's podcast episode. It was pure gold. The wisdom that we gleaned from there has just been tremendous. So I really encourage you, if maybe you possibly might have missed it out, just go back, backtrack, Leadership Toolkit, a conversation with Sabel on demand, and do download the episode notes. It's one that I encourage you to even share with your teams and your world because it shares practical steps of how to manage your expectations as a leader. I'm so excited for today's episode because oftentimes, As leaders, we find ourselves having to do a lot of work. Truth be told, leadership is hard work. I think it's a myth to think that being a leader is eating first. I think it was Simon Sinek who spoke of how leaders eat last. That's if there's even something left over for you to eat as a leader. Because as a leader, oftentimes a lot of work that gets done is not in the spotlight. And I know we've got a lot of people who think leadership is what happens in the public eye. But the truth of the matter is leaders are the ones who actually cause the spotlight to shine on others. A lot of leadership work is the nitty-gritty work that a lot of people do not want to do. It's the work that a lot of people shy away from. And I'm saying this because we have a lot of people who want to swim but are not willing to get wet. People who want to build, but are not willing to get dirty where their overalls be in the trenches. However, that's not you as a leader. Because as a leader, you thrive behind the scenes. And that's what I want us to look at in today's podcast episode, the behind the scenes of leadership. Where there is no applaud, where there are no perks, but you're paying the price, where there's really not a crowd that's cheering you on. In fact, oftentimes the only crowd you have are your thoughts where you have to wrestle with depression. Am I doing it right? How can I do it better? I'm not getting the support. I do not have the finance or the funding to push and move this thing forward. I wish I showed up better. I wish I communicated this better. I wish I thought this through. I I shouldn't have. I could have. And you have all these questions pacing through your mind. And the audience oftentimes that you have is yourself. And that's why as a leader, it becomes very important to have a healthy mindset because you process a lot of your thoughts alone. And if the filters that you have in your mind are not clean, you might find yourself depressed. You might find yourself 
to the extent of even wanting to commit suicide because you feel like you're not enough. But allow me to encourage you even as we tee off our episode that you are enough. And I know there's quite a lot that happens behind the scenes. And we'll look at five things that help each and every leader serve effectively behind the scenes. We'll look at having uncomfortable conversations. And I know that's a tough one because as a leader, you do not resent or you do not run away from uncomfortable conversations, but you run towards them. You do not avoid or run away from conflict, but you move in the direction of conflict. There's something so beautiful I'm actually learning in this season, even within marriage, that we are always better for every conflict that we have, for every uncomfortable conversation that we have. However, there's quite a lot of hard work that goes into that. Being willing to not only be the one who wins the argument, but ensuring that the other person comes out better because of the conflict or conversation. And that has a lot to do with motive. Because if your motive is not in the right place, you will find yourself avoiding uncomfortable conversations. We'll look at also running great meetings. And this is also key because as a leader, meetings become the engine from which, which run the organization, your business, your family, your relationships. So you do not dread meetings, but you begin to curate meetings that people look forward to being part of. We'll also look at taking responsibility for building teams, which is part of the new term in leadership, which is team leadership. Being able to bring together a group of people from diverse backgrounds and align them to one vision. Fourthly, we'll speak about being able to create a culture or atmosphere that affirms the people that you lead with. And then lastly, I'll talk about how as a leader, you are the chief reminding officer. You are the CRO. What does it mean for you to be a CRO? Hang on. That's the last point we'll conclude on. Let's double click now on the first thought of what happens behind the scenes. Oftentimes, behind the scenes, we have uncomfortable conversations. And these are driven by people who are possibly not doing what needs to be done or might be doing what has to be done, but they're not doing it at the level it's expected of them. And this is where there's a disconnect where someone thinks I'm doing the right thing, but they're doing the right thing in the wrong way based on how we would want things to be done. Sometimes maybe someone is not showing up the way they're supposed to be showing up. Sometimes someone's attitude is just killing the vibe within the team. Sometimes someone is just stifling the energy. They've got bitterness. They're angry. They are, as I would call them or relate to them, they're like a touch screen that you have to think about 10 steps before approaching them or 10 ways to speak to them or 100 ways to be able to reach out. And that is not a healthy thing that you need. And this is where the uncomfortable conversations have to take place. Or maybe you've given someone a task, a responsibility to do, and they're not following through. Maybe someone is always late. Maybe someone is showing up with a lot of excuses. Every time something has to be done, they always have excuses. And you know you need to fight. You need to be on their back for them to do something. And that's not a healthy place to be in. So this is where you need to have uncomfortable conversations. And I just want to share a few thoughts as to how do you now handle these conversations? How do you handle conflict? 
Because as a leader, you do not... I know sometimes we dread conflict, but we understand that the conflicts that we have, they reveal our motives, they reveal our heart, they reveal our values, they reveal how aligned and committed we are to making the vision better and taking it further. So a few questions maybe to go about having the uncomfortable conversation. Again, I do encourage you to have these conversations in person because it gives you a totally different feel. It's something else to have an uncomfortable conversation over the phone or virtually within the backdrop of what we're going through currently where a lot of our meetings have to be virtual on Zoom, different platforms that we have. However, I do encourage you if need be and if you can to facilitate this meeting in person because it allows you to be able to sense the energy, to sense the attitude, to be able to see the expression, to be able to see the body language communication because anyone can just decide and say that um, this is what they're experiencing or this is what they perceive to be going on. And that's the question you need to ask. Firstly, what are you perceiving is going wrong here? What this does, it helps you to see the perception of the other person. It gives you their view so that before you beat down on them or you communicate your disappointment, your hurt, your frustrations, your concern, you first start with finding out from them what is it that they perceive is going wrong? What is it that's not happening that should be happening? And this is very key and very pivotal because it enables you to show up better. The second question maybe even to introducing it so that you break the eyes. Now we're not in a good place, you and I. Give me three things right now that you're perceiving are causing us to not be in a good place. Silence is important as well because it allows them to think it through. And after you've went through that question, ask a follow-up question, what would it take to get us to a good place? We've identified we're really not in a good place. What are the three things that contributed to that? But now that you've looked at the three things that contributed to that, what do you think it would take to get us to a better place? What do I need to do? And this is important because it moves it back to you. Before you throw it to the next person, you own it. What do I need to do? And after you've figured out what you need to do, it becomes easier to then throw it back to them. What do you need to do? What can we do now that I've identified and taken responsibility to help you meet your next deadline or to help you show up better or to help you excel in what needs to be done? This is where you want to empower them to be better in what they are doing. How maybe if they're feeling overwhelmed or perplexed or they're not too sure what to do and how to do it, how can we make your job more manageable? And these are just a few tips which I wanted to throw in there, which will enable you to take on uncomfortable conversations head on without fear or trembling. The second thing that we look at within the behind the scenes of leadership is running great meetings. And I know, like my wife, oftentimes she dreads meetings. And I know sometimes it's really from a good place because they are a waste of time. Sometimes you just sit there rolling your eyes, dilly-dallying around one point. And that's why maybe three big ideas within having great meetings. And the first one is your meetings need to have a purpose. There's something incredible I recently learned from Pat Licioni as to how within meetings, before entering into the agenda, 
if there ought to be an agenda, but being able to know what are our three big wins, what are the three main things that we need to get out of this meeting so that we know that we're on track. All other rabbit trails will be able to avoid because we know what's the destination of the meeting. How will we define success from the meeting? And this becomes important for you to think ahead so that by the time you enter into a meeting, you know what you need to get out of a meeting. It's a bit dangerous to be part of a meeting where you do not know the purpose of the meeting because you'll find yourself having wasted so much time in conversation without anything substantial to take home with you. So ask yourself, what is the purpose of the meeting? The second big idea within running great meetings is being able to differentiate the types of meetings that need to be had. There's a difference between a strategic meeting, a plenary meeting, and execution meeting. What this does, it enables you to get to the third point, which I'll get to, of having the right people in the meeting. But when you've defined or differentiated the purpose of the meeting, you will then know what kind of meeting. Is it just a check-in meeting? This is a meeting just to check in with everyone. Where are you at? Are we tracking good? Uh, what's any stumbling blocks ahead that I can help with? What are you seeing? What are you perceiving? What are you hearing? Uh, what do you need so that you can be able to do what you need to do? That's a quick check-in. It can even be five minutes before you enter into the bigger meeting or starting your day. Then there's a strategic meeting where you need strategic thinking. And oftentimes the agenda or the purpose of the meeting goes a long way in helping you having a strategic meeting because people need to bring in their best energy, their best contribution, their best thinking ahead of time. And then you've got your plenary meeting. This is where you're able to reflect back on your wins, uh, why we won. And this is important because I think oftentimes we tend to do post-mortem on things that have which are dead, which things which have died, which is the term I want to use. Uh, something that we tried to do that didn't work and we just leave it. But that's not good because you need to find out what caused it to die. Uh, why did it die a gradual death? Was it something we did? Was it something we didn't do? And this helps you to be strategic in your plenary meeting so that you're able to reflect what can be done better in future to ensure that this idea takes off. If it's a successful event that you had or a successful business uh, agreement or contract, etc., etc., why did I win? Why was I successful? What caused me to be successful? What this does, it enables you to leverage your success so that you are better positioned to replay your success into the future. So this is part of how I would advise you to be into And there's quite a lot that I can say within running great meetings. And lastly, within the third point is bringing in the key stakeholders in the right meeting. And this will also be informed by the purpose of the meeting, lest you find yourself having the wrong people sitting in the right meeting. Ask yourself, who do I need? Whose thinking do I need? Whose input do I need? Whose approval do I need in this meeting? Lest you give people privilege to information they don't even need, which will not even work for them. And that in a big organization begins to create unnecessary rabbit trails, gossip, a backload of information where people are not empowered to say yes because the wrong person was in the meeting and until they say yes, nothing can move or the ball can't move forward. So ensure that in every meeting, the person who is in that meeting has earned the right to be there and they will be able to contribute towards the defined win of that meeting. So those three big ideas are very important behind the scenes of ensuring that you run great meetings. So number one, uncomfortable conversations are part of the behind the scenes of leadership. 
running great meetings as well as we just spoke to that. And then thirdly, being able to create and build a team. And this is team leadership. Part of team leadership is understanding that alone I'm a drop, but together I'm an ocean. We are an ocean rather. That two is better than one. There's a African saying, And I love that so much because it speaks of how we need each other. That if you want to go fast, as they would always say, run alone. But if you want to go far, let's run together. So building a team becomes important for longevity in whatever you are building. This is where you are very intentional about praying for the right team players, searching out, being able to identify. And oftentimes the perfect team players do not come packaged as the best. Some of them, you need to wash them out. You need to clean them out. It's like gold. Sometimes you might even overlook it until you dig through the dirt, cleanse it, purify it, sometimes even through fire. And then you get the best quality of gold. And But that needs an intentional leadership eye. One of our upcoming episodes we'll be talking to is the leader's eye. How a leader sees potential and how a leader sees and senses certain things that an ordinary person would not be able. And I'm excited for that. Please do look out for that. So number one, you need to be able to identify the right people to be part of the team. Secondly, you need to empower the people around you. I love the method that John Maxwell uses within empowering the people around his base. It's five steps or five stages. And the first one, he says, I do it. And as I do it, I give people a picture of what needs to be done because people need to always have a picture in front of them of what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. So as a leader, be that picture to the people that you lead of what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. So I do it. Number two, I do it with you. So I've given you access, but you earn the access. It's not something that just falls onto your lap. You earn the access of being next to me when I do it so that you can see the nuances, you can see the details because it's something else to be a spectator and something else when you are involved in it. So now I do it, but you're closer and you're able to see how I'm doing it. And then thirdly, you do it. And as you are doing it in this regard, I'm next to you to ensure that I'm seeing that you're doing it correctly. I can mentor you. I can coach you so that if maybe you're not doing it the way it's supposed to be done, I'm able to help you and keep you on track to ensure that you're doing it the way it ought to be done. So number one, I do it. Number two, I do it with you. Number three, you do it, but I'm next to you. And then number four, you do it. And I've moved away now. I'm no longer next to you, but I'm observing from a distance how you are doing it. And I'm giving you autonomy to be able to learn and to ensure that you're doing the right thing. And then number five, lastly, you are doing it, but you're not doing it alone this time. You're doing it with someone else. This is where you're empowering the next person. And this is how we build a team where you empower someone. The next person needs to also empower the next person. Because if you're going to be building healthy teams, we need to replace ourselves. We need to have a mind that says, I'm going to outwork myself out of this role so that someone else can come. And that's how we grow. And it helps you not to be possessive and jealous and want to keep everything to yourself. But you believe that the organization gets better as I empower other people in the organization. So number one, you need to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations. Number two, have a mind and the art of running great meetings. Number four, be willing to take responsibility for building teams. And then number five, we spoke about how you need to be very intentional about creating the culture that you want to see. 
and culture is extremely important i cannot overemphasize culture and there's a podcast episode we recently did as well about creating a healthy culture i do encourage you to back up and go and listen to it if you missed it out because as a leader you are you need to always create the picture of the culture that we you want to see you need to always move away from being a culture consumer to being a culture producer because as a leader you are the one that people need to look at and see a picture of the culture i'm reminded of this story of these gentlemen who are on a building site and someone observing comes to them and finds one who's wearing a beautiful tuxedo with his golden pen and he's writing out some documents and they ask them what are you guys up to what are you doing here and he says um, I'm writing out checks and I'm paying all these people who are part of this project. And to them, they were just writing out checks and ensuring that people are getting paid for what they do. He moved on to the next person and he asked him, what are you doing here? What are you building here? And he said, I'm just a bricklayer, just laying the brick, brick after brick, mixing cement and ensuring that the wall goes up. Um, to him, he was just a bricklayer. Moved on to the third person and he asked them, what are you doing here? And he said, we are building a cathedral. And I'm so excited. It's going to be so big. It's going to be a tourist attraction. People from all over the world will be able to come and see the beautiful building that we've toiled and worked for. What's the difference? All of them had a small picture of what was being done. One was just writing out checks. The other was just a bricklayer. But the third one had the big picture of understanding I might just be painting, but I'm not just painting. I'm part of a bigger picture of building a cathedral. And I'm saying this because as a leader, it is your responsibility to paint a picture of what you want to see as a culture of whatever it is that you are building. And this is important because culture is a combination of what you create and what you tolerate. So ask yourself, what is it that you are creating? What is it that you are tolerating? And again, always remember that culture is established in every interaction. So as a leader behind the scenes, you need to intentionally search for opportunities to embody or reinforce principles that have to do with the culture you want to see. Because as a leader, you are a culture mirror. What you do and who you are gets emulated deep down into the trenches of the organization. So as a leader, be willing to have uncomfortable conversations. Be empowered to have the mind and the art of running great meetings. Number three, take responsibility for building your teams. Number four, be willing to create a healthy culture. And then lastly, you need to be the CRO. What does it mean for you to be the CRO? Being the CRO means you are the chief reminding officer. And this is important because as a leader, we all know that vision leaks. People forget. I think sometimes you overestimate uh, people and how much they can actually assimilate. Where you tell them something and you go the whole few months, sometimes even a year, not reinforcing it. And you expect people to really just do well. And that's not how it works. Because people need to be reminded. And why am I saying this? Because vision leaks. So as a leader, you constantly need to repeat yourself and remind the people who are within your team about the vision, about the mission. Why are we doing what we are doing? The how are we doing it? Where are we going? What needs to be done? Why does it need to be done? The metrics that we are looking at, 
and ensuring that people are on the right track. Because it's easy for people to be derailed, to be distracted. But as a leader, you keep reminding them. If something has been communicated, if there's a new initiative you're working on, remind them why we are doing it, how we are doing it. And these key five things are very, very important. And again, the behind the scenes doesn't happen by accident. We create what we want to see. So as leaders, we need as a CRO to constantly drive the values into the organization. And by so doing, by reminding the people that we lead, if it's healthy, if the organization is it's healthy, it corrects those who behave in a way that is cross-cultural or in a way that will not move their vision forward. But if it's unhealthy, then people begin to suffer. It becomes cancer that spreads into the whole team organization. Similar to sickness, a strong immune system ejects or rejects any trace or sight of sickness. And these five things are meant to ensure that your leadership immune system is strong. So what am I saying to us as leaders? Behind the scenes, it's not glamorous, but here I am as your fellow leader. Just want to give you an applaud just to tell you, even as a drum roll, that you're doing well behind the scenes and oftentimes it's the behind the scenes that affords people a platform to do what they do so you might not be celebrate celebrated you might not be having the spotlight on you but keep having those uncomfortable conversations keep running the great meetings keep taking responsibility for empowering the team as you build a team keep ensuring that the culture is healthy keep reminding people sometimes even reminding yourself what it means to be a leader as you are so faithful even in terms of subscribing and rating and reviewing the content and being part of take your lead podcast and sharing it with your world sharing it with your team and by so doing we will ensure that we are changing the world one individual at a time i'm so glad that you've joined and you enjoyed and i hope it added value to you please do let let us know how the content is impacting you how it's helping you in your personal growth development as well as emotional well-being tag us on social media if we happen to see it we'll share it and let's continue to take our lead well thank you for joining us on take your lead podcast Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.nzwandilemagakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.